Welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell Men's Divorce Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, Managing Partner and CEO of Cordell and Cordell. We continue uh, twice each week in this podcast to bring you information, education, uh, talking points for guys before, during, and after divorce. And as always, we're joined by a Cordell and Cordell attorney from around the country. And as I always dictate, that thing is not to take this as legal advice. It's not an attorney-client relationship. There is no substitute for initial consultation. We have offices around the country including the UK. You can do it via Zoom, via phone. You can find an attorney near you. Give us a call, 866-DADS-LAW. Take these topics that we've done in our podcast, use those to have a nice conversation. Let's get the facts and details of your case. Those will make a difference in the direction that we take you. Uh, But today is no different. We're going to talk about child support. And once again, we're joined by Andrew. Welcome from the Boston area. Good to see you. You too. Child support. You know, it affects uh, a lot of guys, always some questions about it. Um, guys who are constantly talking about, you know, well, why am I paying child support? What is it actually used for? Because I see her buying cigarettes and taking a vacation. Um, it's used to cover the living expenses of the child, generally um, clothing, shelter, and food, not cigarettes and, 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 and stuff for the uh, yeah. It's pretty crazy, you know, when you talk about, child support because guys will say okay fine you know i get it i'll just keep paying her but then she's telling me um i need to go pay for shoes clothes food all this stuff on top of the child support right i mean is that something they should be doing yes frequently the children will come over and they'll say mom won't buy us a new uh, pair of shoes and they don't fit mom won't buy us a new pair of clothes and they don't fit um it's important that uh, fathers stand their ground um say that's not something that I can discuss with you, that's something that I should discuss directly with your mother, um, and, but then you should maintain your position with the, the child support recipient that, you know, the child support you're paying is intended to pay those expenses and um, she should not be sending the children over to you and saying, woe is me, mom's not buying me any um, new shoes and, because you're not paying enough child support, which frequently happens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the trap. She'll say, oh, you know, 500 bucks doesn't even cover it. You owe me X, so I'm not going to buy them the clothes, or I'm not buying them the books and the school supplies and this and that and that, you know, and guys get trapped or convinced or guilted because their kids, like you suggest, come back and say that, and then they start doing it. And I think as you say very clearly, guys should stand their ground. The point is the child support covers those things. And, you know, if you go state by state, there's all kinds of notes about how these formulas are designed, you know, to cover rent, mortgage, utilities, food, clothing expenses, unless your decree, unless your court order says something differently, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So typically child support, you know, it's a common question for guys. They talk about, well, look, hey, you know, um, we're going to share 50-50 or, hey, I've got one night a week every other weekend. Really, where does the child support go in different custodial arrangements? Typically, unless the um, custodial arrangement is 50-50, meaning you have equal time with your children, sometimes a week on, week off, um, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and then they exchange for Wednesday, Thursday, and then every other weekend, that's a 50-50 custodial arrangement. And generally in those situations, um, what will happen is there will be a child support worksheet run for um, acting as one parent as the payor, and then a second one with the other parent acting as the payor. And the difference between the two is what the parent who makes more would yeah. pay for 
child support to that the parent who makes less. So it is a smaller amount of, of child support under a 50-50 arrangement. The guy's going to say, Andrew, but I have 50-50. Why am I paying? I mean, because you said you make more, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's a hard concept for guys to get, and I, and I understand. I mean, they both have the expenses, and that goes to the construction of child support as we started out, and that's why I think it was important to say, what is child support for? And that is, okay, let's say you make more, she makes less, and you both have equal expenses. The court's looking to somewhat level the playing field as it comes to expenses, right? Yes. The, the presumption in all child support guidelines is that both parents um, have an obligation to support their children. And generally, most states um, have taken this position that they'll say if a child, um, let's say you have a $10,000 income household uh, for that month, and you bring in $7,000 and your wife brings in $3,000, the court, the state's going to set up a, a, a guideline and say, this is what we presume it costs to raise that child in a household that, with a gross income of $10,000. Mm-hmm. And then what the basic principle is, is that if you bring in 7000 that means in, you bring in 70% of the household income and your wife brings in 30%. And so if the child support amount is, let's say, $1,000, since you bring in 70%, the court would say you would be, have to pay $700 in child support. That's a very basic rubric that underlies um, almost all states' child support uh, guidelines. Yeah. So... Another common thing is um, age. When do I have to keep paying until? So I know you're licensed in Massachusetts, Georgia. You know, I know this. People listening are all over the country, but generally, kind of, what is a, a rule of thumb? Eighteen. When the child turns eighteen, they're considered emancipated. Some states do, like Massachusetts, um, allow child support to be paid beyond age uh, eighteen if the child's living at home with a dependent parent. Or if the child's enrolled in college, um, there is the possibility that child support can, should continue. But again, that's something that is um, very state specific, and you should speak with your attorney about that. Now, you have in Massachusetts a, a formula that's used for child support calculation. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, you know, one of the things, and I ask because some of the, I mean, everyone has some sort of guideline. Some use gross income of one parent, some use a dual gross income. Here in Missouri, we use the shared income approach where, you know, we look at mom and dad or both spouses, right? Both parents. Um, the question really, um, as we, as I think through it, is um, what happens when, um, can you deviate? I guess that's the question. We're talking about these expenses. So the reason this question came up is I was thinking through it. You talk about, well, she's using it for cigarettes. She's using it for vacations. I get, I get guys who say, look, I'm paying a thousand bucks. She doesn't have a thousand dollars in household expenses. Can you, if you could prove it in Massachusetts, can guys say, look, I judge, I want to go lower than what the calculation says. Can you do that? Not because, unfortunately, not because of how the the mother is uh, spending the funds. Typically, what's considered um, for deviations are um, if you are paying for the child's medical insurance, if you're paying for the child's uh, dental insurance or vision insurance, um, if you're paying for child-related daycare, um, then those can be expenses which can lower uh, your child support amount. Also, depending on where you live and where your children live, if you, for example, the most common situation is where uh, you live out of state and your child lives in the home state, 
if you have to incur, you know, a, you know, the plane ticket, hotel, you give those facts and that evidence to the court, and most courts will deviate from the child support guideline amount um, in light of the expenses that you have to incur in order to exercise your parenting time with your children. Got it. Now, I alluded to it when I mentioned gross income, a shared income approach. So in Massachusetts, or the, you know, and I know of some states around the country, uh, Missouri uses gross income. Um, there are some states that use net income to determine child support. What does Massachusetts do? Gross income. Yeah. And in some of those net income states is really interesting because um, often becomes an argument of what you arrived at, right? Yes. I mean, I mean, guys never want to really use the gross amount because, you know, it's so hard to pay child support based on gross amounts. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, that's just, those are just the rules that we have to deal with. Yeah. I mean, there is um, here in St. Louis, and I, it's the very same argument. There's a tax when you live in the city, you pay 1% of gross. And my argument was always, well, I'm paying it 1% on money I never see because the government's already taxed me multiple times federal tax, state tax, local tax, sales tax, property tax, personal property tax. And I get it. Guys are arguing, well, why is my child support based upon that? And that's why it's interesting in some of these states around the country that do use net. Um, I find it interesting, but it then becomes just as equally difficult to determine and argue as what the net is. And you may or may not get the uh, deductions you want and, and actually arrive at the net. But in theory, the, the gross income does consider the taxable income nature of your income. So it's really, as they pop out that number, at least in Missouri, that baseline number does consider some normal tax ramifications. And when you think about tax, common question, child support, is it deductible in my tax return? No, it is not. And it is not taxable income to the recipient, um, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, I know. And, and it's used to be with alimony, spousal support, right? We used to be able to deduct that, and uh, now that's been changed. So the question then is, um, what other expenses, in, at least in Massachusetts or in Georgia, what would the court consider when calculating gross income? With, you know, let's say I'm self-employed and I have to spend X dollars to produce that income. Can I, is that something that the court can consider when calculating my income? Yes. What you'd have to be very careful to do is to demonstrate to the court, these are the expenses that I have to pay to operate my business. And this is the net uh, business income. And then you pay, the business would pay taxes based on that amount of um, income. So yes, you have to be very careful to break out those expenses because the court would only want you to be paying child support on what your income from the business is and, and would you be paying child support on the you know gross receipts of the business yeah and i've argued even mandatory union dues mandatory um work related uh uniforms i've said judge you've got to take that off the gross income it's money's never cease and he has no option it's you know and, and some judges have been receptive into deviating from that standard Even in the toughest of times, there are usually opportunities for relief. Many husbands and dads listening now are struggling to stay current on alimony and child support orders. You should know that this crisis may allow you to modify your support obligations, but time is of the essence. If you're a guy needing help right now, not someday when things are back to normal, call us at Cordell & Cordell. This is what we do.
and I think about uh, one of the hot topics is daycare, childcare expenses. Um, you know, Missouri, it's it's a you have this chart. It's called a Form 14, and you know it's all these line items, and one of them is daycare or child work related, and that's key. Work related childcare expenses. Um, I often want to, especially if I have children that are about to come out of you know daycare, I want to take that out of the chart um, for the very reason is I want to make sure my you know client doesn't have to come back to court to modify because if it's in the chart, it's forever until you modify. So, what do you suggest? What is your experience with health insurance, daycare expenses, those related types of things? Are they in the chart? Are they in the calculation? Or is that separate for you in Massachusetts? Medical insurance, uh, dental insurance, and vision insurance are included. Child daycare, um, work-related daycare can be in there, but I agree with you, Scott. I very rarely allow my clients to include that expense um, in the child support worksheet because, you know, if you have a four-year-old that's going to go to, you know, kindergarten a year after you're getting divorced, you know, if you, if, if you put that credit on your wife's side of the ledger, well, she's not going to have that expense when the child goes to kindergarten, yet she's getting an increased amount of child support because she, you know, said that she had that expense and it's going to take you going back to court to get it pulled out. So what I usually do is say that um, each party pays for the daycare expense that they have um, when, they have, uh, when they're exercising custody with the child. Yeah. The other thing is um, we're always looking for unique ways to drive the child support obligation lower. I mean, I think that's one of the, the benefits, you know, of seeking an attorney who practices exclusively in family law is in kind of that experience. And Missouri, many years ago, they finally added to their calculation what's called a line 11 adjustment, which is they look at the number of overnights that a, a, a guy or a parent would have, and they deviate downward based upon the overnights under the theory that there's a sharing of those expenses, meaning that, you know, I've got to pay a portion of the increased utility, a portion of the increased food intake, um, a gas and, you know, use and expense for driving the child around. And so what we've seen is we've been successful, at least in Missouri, in looking and in, in pushing overnights as high as we can to drive the child support down. Is that something that's possible for guys up uh, in Massachusetts? It, it can be in Massachusetts. There it was. There was a, uh, a premise that if you had more than fifty percent, but not um, well, less than fifty percent, but more than uh, a third, that you could have a deviation. Unfortunately, they removed that, and it had to be an actual fifty-fifty split for a time deviation. Hmm. But with regard to that, I mean, no matter what state you're in, you always want to be careful to never simply seek a custody arrangement just for a lower amount of child support because there is not a family law judge out there. Yeah. Not smell that um, immediately and you will lose credibility. So um, be very careful and make sure you discuss with your, your attorney um, the, what you can be deviated based on the custodial arrangement and you want to be careful how that's presented to the court because uh, family law judges make, make decisions based on credibility, not necessarily on the facts of the case. No doubt. Um, you know, they're derailed by emotion. And, you know, one of the things, and if my guy can swallow it, meaning, you know, I'll say, look, pay your way into higher support. And that is, 
pay the full chart. Don't look for a deviation. If you truly want 50-50 and, and she's all about the money, let's play to kind of what you know her weakness is and that is she needs more money. If she's willing to give us 50-50 time and we're having a difficult time getting that from the judge, we can walk in there and say, look, judge, we'll, we'll, we don't care about the child support chart number. We'll pay the chart. We just need the 50-50. That resonates well with judges because then they see that your priorities are really not about the money. They do, as you suggest, man, they can sniff that miles away when someone comes in and starts arguing for more time. But in the same breath, they say, and I also want lower child support. Absolutely. And as sad as it is, um, depending on the case, I frequently will advise my client the same that, you know, this, the focus is on your children and you always want to make sure that you get as much time with those children as possible. And sometimes that does mean that, uh, that you are willing to pay the full amount of child support. That's yeah. a tough case. Hmm. Uh, but you know, if, you know, it depends on the facts of the case, but yes, um, children spending time is the most important. So yeah, I, I do the same. Yeah. And I mean, the message isn't that we can't do both. It's just, you know, uh, be careful on how you present that argument and to ensure that you don't, you know, think, have a judge think that money is more important than your kids. Um, so, I mean, that's the message. We always talk about being, you know, intelligently aggressive. And that's an example of saying, okay, here's how we're going to have to present this. You know, we have a shot at, at achieving both, um, but we have to be careful. Um, so, you know, one thing that perhaps some I see practitioners overlook is we have clients who have other children and they're paying child support. Uh, that should be factored in into another child support order, right? Correct. If you have a spouse from a prior marriage um, or there is an existing child support order where you're paying child support for this other child, absolutely provide that court order which established that child support to your attorney because almost every state will allow a deviation based on you having to pay support for that other child. Unfortunately, if you remarry and there is not a child support order, um, then the fact that you've had another, uh, another child subsequent to the divorce, um, that can't count as a deviation. I don't know about you, but I have guys that come in and say, yeah, I've been paying her in cash for months, you know, for years. I just, you know, hey, I give her a couple hundred bucks by the order. Bad idea, right? Absolutely. I hate it when I have guys come in and they, and they may tell me they've been paying cash or the other is, you know, I've been paying, you know, buying all these diapers I've been paying for all these uh, medical expenses. I've been paying for the, the, you know, clothing and the, you know, the crib and everything that unfortunately is not child support. According to a court, uh, you yeah. want to make a, an automatic withdrawal from your uh, bank account and direct deposit into the, the recipient's uh, bank account, and you want to put a notation on it that says mm -hmm. that child support for either month X or week X, so there is a clear paper trail that you have been paying support and that she can't make an argument that uh, you, know, you, you, didn't, you didn't hold up your end of the bargain because that frequently happens, and it's sad, but it, it, it does happen. Yeah, that notation is so important. I've got guys who come in, well, you know, she needed money. I gave her extra. And I just said, well, yeah, you know, apply that to uh, May, you know, and, and it could be considered a gift. I mean, it just depends. There's so many dangers with having a big heart and saying, you know, trying to do the right thing. And then you get burned on a motion for contempt when they say, well, he never paid May. But, you know, he gave me, I asked, I asked for a loan and I gave me a loan. He wasn't advanced child support, right? I mean, you see that. Absolutely. Um, many fathers fall prey to that 
uh, the death plea for desperation and it always comes back to bite them. So yeah. no, absolutely don't, don't do it. And then modifications, oral modifications of child support. Yeah, don't worry. I'm good. You know, I get it. Just pay me, Andy, just pay me a hundred bucks. We're good. And years go by, right? And that oral representation may or may not be enforced by the court, especially when you get slapped with a motion for contempt, right? Absolutely. Um, the safest and only rule which you should live by is that if if you and the recipient can come to an agreement where you're going to modify child support, that's wonderful. But get it put into an order, get a consent order, get it before a judge, because unless there is an order changing that amount of child support from the original amount that was established, that's what you owe. And it doesn't matter how many promises and how many uh, agreements you had. Uh, most states will not acknowledge those agreements. Um, and so it's very dangerous territory. I've had cases where, you know, the guy paid a lower amount of support for 15 years. Yeah. Also paying for all these other expenses. And, and he was held in contempt because despite having paid for all these other expenses, because yeah. he did not um, go in and have the order changed. And all is not lost. I mean, I've got, I've been successful. I mean, it's just be very careful on how you approach it where if you're made an oral promise and you made you know some sort of material representation or reliance on it, and there's acknowledgement of it on both sides, or maybe there's some written communication, there may be some affirmative defenses that you can assert uh, to not owe it, but it's just so dangerous and you're gonna go spend five or 10,000, you know, just to keep out of, out of contempt, it's crazy. It's just always best as you suggest, don't modify it, don't agree unless you're gonna go to court, get a court order. And then, you know, as we wrap up the subject of child support, my favorite is perhaps wage assignments are paid through the state agency, Department of Family Services, whatever your agency may be called, your order may provide for that. And I can tell you that my history and my experience, I see them make mistakes on the payments, the math may be wrong, they may be missing payments, or you're paying outside of the wage assignment. And now you may be double paying and they don't add that up. I mean, be wary of wage assignments, right? Absolutely. Anytime I'm having a, a client pay his child support through here in Massachusetts, the Department of Revenue in Texas, it's the Texas Attorney General Office. Um, I always have them be very careful to get frequent pay records um, from the Department of Revenue to keep up with uh, what they're saying you're paying and, and, and what you actually are. Um, you want to be very careful because they're an yeah. exact if just people are moving over there, they can be pretty right. You don't want to surprise where the IRS sends you a notification that they've decided to capture your tax refund because you're delinquent in child support when you know you're not, uh, or your license is being suspended because you're delinquent in child support because you're not, uh, because of some math error in the state agency. It's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. So simple. Just go check. Just pull it. I mean, I tell guys, pull it you know, every six months or once a year. Just reconcile it. Make sure you're up to date. There, there are problems. Bring it to the attention and, and fix it right away rather than waiting for something, you know, some shoe to drop. So, Andrew, thanks again for uh, joining us, talking about child support, the basics of it. I appreciate it, guys. You too. So thanks for your time today. No problem. Well, keep joining us twice each week for this podcast. Uh, subscribe. You'll get notified when a new one's been posted and check out the virtual town hall coming up this month. You want to register at CordellCordell.com and you want to log in, ask questions live of the panel of Cordell attorneys and get answers right then and right there. And keep in mind, if you have a question, uh, something came up as you're listening to this podcast, send us an email. We'll address it at the town hall 
That's townhalls at cordelllaw.com. Townhalls at cordelllaw.com. We'll answer that question for you. Uh, so go ahead and do that. Until next time, have a great week.